Thank you for listening to the Resources for Integrated Care podcast series, Innovations in Alzheimer's Disease and Related Dementias, or ADRD, Caregiver Support Programs, Building and Leveraging Support Systems. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on September 19, 2022. In this podcast... Linda Wade Bickle, the Senior Director of Population Health and Clinical Operations at HealthNet, Ed Mariscal, the Director of Public Programs and Long-Term Services and Supports at HealthNet, and Anita Chacon-Terry, a Manager of Care Management at HealthNet, discuss the benefits of care manager education and the impact of home and community-based service referrals on member outcomes. HealthNet is one of the many health plans owned by Centene Corporation. Centene was founded as a single local health plan in 1984, and now it is a diversified enterprise with multiple health plans across the United States, serving commercial, marketplace, Medicare, and Medicaid members. HealthNet was founded in 1977, and currently 85% of our members are in government-sponsored programs with 2 million members in our Medicaid program. Our dually eligible population is in the Los Angeles and San Diego counties. Currently, there are approximately 7,000 members enrolled in the program, and about half of these are 75 years old or older. The chart on the right shows the age breakdown with quite a wide range. The race and ethnicity distribution from 2021 shows 83% of this population are in the Hispanic, White, Asian, Pacific Islander, and Black African American grouping. A few details most applicable to today's topic are an average of 98 CalMediConnect members are utilizing adult daycare health services per month, and approximately 4.5% of this CalMediConnect population has a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. HealthNet's approach to supporting the ADRD caregiver is integrated into our overall structure and process. Each dually eligible member is assigned a care manager upon enrollment into the program, and this care manager completes a comprehensive assessment for each member that includes cognitive capabilities, activities of daily living, caregiver, medical, and psychosocial status and needs. The care manager will work with the member, caregiver, and care team to address any areas of actual need and potential risk. Actions the care manager may take include making referrals to our licensed clinical social workers who will assist with connecting the member and their caregiver to community resources, our internal public programs and long-term support services department that Ed will share more information about, and organizations such as Alzheimer's Los Angeles to Anita. Thank you, Linda. I'll be discussing the care manager's role in the caregiver assessment and the benefits of care manager education. When our care managers connect with our members, they complete a comprehensive assessment of the member's medical and psychosocial needs. We look for any indications of memory or cognitive impairment and identify if the member has a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia. In addition, we will also complete an assessment with the caregiver. The caregiver stress strain assessment evaluates how the caregiver feels and behaves as a result of providing care. 
Often the member's primary caregiver is a family member, not a trained professional. Therefore, it's important for the care manager to have a good understanding of their ability to care for the member and the impact of that caregiving may have on their own activities and relationships. We assess whether the caregiver feels prepared and able to provide care. If they are experiencing any resentment or anger toward the member due to the change in their relationship as caregiver, and if they are experiencing any changes with their own mental and physical health as a result of becoming a caregiver. This gives us a deeper understanding of any potential issues with caregiver mastery, relationship strain, or health strain, which we can then use to develop an effective care plan to manage the members and caregivers' needs. Having care managers who are trained in dementia care is an important part of a comprehensive care management program. We are able to start supporting the member and their caregiver from the first call by identifying needs, issues and barriers, and implementing interventions right away. For example, if a member is diagnosed with dementia and during our assessment, the caregiver reports that the member has been displaying challenging behaviors such as sundowning, we would utilize the care needs assessment tool resource we've received from our training to further assess challenging behaviors experienced. This assessment will also give the care manager insight into any ADL, functional, safety, and caregiver needs. Once the specific behaviors and needs are identified, the care manager will then utilize information from the appropriate best practices care plans provided in the Dementia Care Toolkit from Alzheimer's Los Angeles to develop a plan of care that will help the caregiver to understand the possible meaning and triggers of the behavior. In the example of sundowning behaviors, the care manager will ask questions to further understand the possible triggers for the behaviors, such as, does the member feel fatigued? Is there a lot of noise in the environment? Or is the member in a room that is very dark and might have shadows? They will help the caregiver to understand the possible meaning of the behaviors. Is the member feeling frightened? Are they experiencing anxiety from too much noise or stimulation? And the care, give, the care manager will also help the caregiver to understand their own feelings towards the member's behaviors. Does the caregiver feel frustrated? Is the caregiver tired? We then teach the caregiver problem-solving strategies and interventions that may help to decrease the behaviors. Strategies such as increasing illumination in the home before the sundowning behaviors occur, lower the noise level, use a calm and reassuring voice. And we also mail tip sheets specific to the identified behavior that the caregiver can use as a reference for the problem-solving strategies we discussed. In, in addition to working with the caregiver, the care manager will also collaborate with the PCP for further evaluation of possible medication interactions or other medical concerns that may be impacting the behavior. Dementia care training has armed our care managers with the knowledge to effectively collaborate with their healthcare team, provide appropriate referrals for support, and most importantly, advocate for the member. And now Ed will talk about health equity. Thank you, Anita. And again, good morning uh, slash afternoon, everybody. The CDC says that health equity is achieved when every person has the opportunity to attain his or her full health potential. And no one, no one is disadvantaged from achieving this potential 
because of social position or other socially determined circumstances. Health inequities are reflected in differences in length of life, quality of life, rates of disease, disability and death, severity of disease, and access to treatment. Dr. Cherry spoke about the Latino population in particular accessing fewer supports. Our goal here is to achieve health equity by eliminating these health disparities and achieving optimal health for all people. We at HealthNet are the equity in the system and our responsibility is to ensure our members do not face these health inequities. To achieve this health equity, it's vital that we acknowledge cultural differences in caregiving. To achieve health equity, we must ensure that cultural competence is foundational. If we're going to transform the health of our communities, we must ensure that our health plan resources, our teams supporting our very vulnerable members are able to navigate this cultural landscape. They must understand and emphasize with values, customs, and traditions of the very diverse populations we serve. Additionally, we must understand generational differences as people of different generations will have unique needs and insights into the care they receive. An effective health equity program must have immediate access to interpreter services. An effective health equity program has a large network of community-based organizations with culturally appropriate services. And to repeat my earlier statement, for an effective health equity program, the health plan must engage in regular and consistent training of our staff. Dr. Cherry earlier gave some great examples on barriers accessing care. Let me share with you a couple of case studies where we at the health plan intervened to eliminate some of these barriers. Back in 2020, HealthNet had well, maybe a, a little over 10,000 members institutionalized in long-term care. About 10 to 15% were enrolled in our MMP, what we call our CalMedia Connect plan, our dual demonstration. A nursing facility had reached out to us asking for support in training a member, in transitioning a member home at his request. This member had been institutionalized for a little over three years. He had a wife and two kids at home. The nursing facility had not made any previous attempts to transition the member home as they had come to the conclusion that that was not a viable or safe option for him. The wife had indicated that she did not have any resources or supports at home to take care of her kids plus her husband who still required quite a bit of support. She also worked full time. When the nursing facility and the member reached out to us for support, we immediately gathered a team of resources to support this member and the family. It included care management and a social worker from the public programs team of specialists. Together, we engaged in a conversation with the member's wife. We worked with the apartment landlord to add her to a first floor apartment wait list. Unusual for health plans to deal with directly with landlords, but we did. We thought it was important. We made a referral to the County In-Home Supportive Services Program to initiate and schedule uh, an assessment, understanding that in LA County, that assessment can sometimes, can sometimes take up to 90 days. We identified a local community-based adult service center that catered to the member's cultural and language needs. Additionally, and equally important, the wife's needs were top of mind. As the primary caregiver for her husband, she needed her own supports. We offered her the respite care benefit, and she was given the information on how to access this particular benefit. 
Uh, we also ensured constant communication to ensure that she was aware every step of the way because we knew it was going to be a long process. When this first floor apartment became available, the member was transitioned from his institutionalized setting back home with his wife and kids after about three and a half years. On the day of the transition, DME was in place. IHSS was in place. A CBAS center was available, and he began participating five days a week. HealthNet's public programs team, as well as care managers, followed him and his wife for the next six months. We were very, very proud of this safe and successful transition. The second case study also focuses on the transition of a member from an institutionalized setting. This time, the member was previously experiencing homelessness and had high ADL and IADL needs. She was also blind and experiencing dementia. The case management team, together with the public programs team, partnered to support the member. She had been found unconscious, uh, unconscious on the streets. After a short acute hospital stay, she was transitioned to a skilled nursing facility where she expected to, re to remain for the remainder of her life. However, the team at HealthNet immediately jumped into to action here, and we began working on a safe discharge plan for her at the time of admission. For all nursing home admissions, our team reviews the, the MDS assessment that's completed by the nursing facility, more specifically Section Q, which identifies the member's desire to transition home or to the community. In this case, while she was still a patient with high acuity needs in the nursing facility, she did express a, uh, a desire to transition, and we, we, we sprung into action. We identified a boarding care in the community of her choice who had other residents experiencing vision loss and were previously experiencing homelessness. We identified a mental health provider in her community to support her upon discharge. We partnered with a community-based organization to help the member with general relief funds, SSI, obtaining identification. We connected the member to a CBAS center who specialized in dementia care. This member eventually transitioned to this boarding care and two years after this transition, the member had no hospital readmissions. We're incredibly proud of that. These are just a couple of examples of our responsibility to help transform the health of our communities, one person at a time. You've heard me speak about the impact of these community programs. Let me just spend a little bit more time, a couple more minutes on them. HCBS waiver programs, long-term services and supports, and other community-based organizations exist to help reduce avoidable emergency department utilization and hospital admissions, which oftentimes lead to institutionalization. They exist to support the family caregivers as well, in some cases providing safety evaluations in the home, family caregiver training, and many additional supports. HCBS waiver programs, long-term services and supports, and community-based organizations have specialized care programs, services, and supports to care for the member and the family, and they're incredibly effective, and we need to continue to utilize these very, very valuable programs in our communities. You heard me say earlier that the managed care plan is the equity in our systems. We can only be the equity in, in our systems if we have a vast partnership with these HCBS and LTSS and CBOs in our communities. Together, we improve access to care and continuity of care. Together, we ensure culturally appropriate care. Together, we advocate for our members through the services we provide, language and interpreter services, medically tailored meals, which are very often delivered to our members' doorstep. 
Additionally, on, on the health plan side, we can leverage a lot of data available to us to create what we call report cards that will call out specific quality metrics and key performance indicators. Our data analytics can trend issues before they can negatively impact our members, and our data analytics can help risk stratify our members to direct specific resources to them and their family caregivers, sometimes even before they ask for those supports. We can look at historical trends on hospital admissions and readmissions and direct resources specific to those historical trends. We can look at CBOs and other providers with successful rates of interventions to ensure our members remain safe in the community. We can make the appropriate referral specific to the CBOs depending on their successful outcomes. Ultimately, no one entity can do this alone. Through the examples shared and the community partnerships together, we can continue to transform the health of our communities one person at a time. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website, resourcesforintegratedcare.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care or follow Resources for Integrated Care on LinkedIn to stay up to date with our recent products and technical assistance.